How long gone? 500. I never thought we'd make it, Jason. We're not going to take a trip down memory lane. We only look forward. Um, how's it going, Chief? I'm sure Andy, our guest today, has done more than 500 episodes of his show because he does five a week. So he's like 500. That's, that's <laughs> I do 500 a month. That's cute. What are you talking about? That's cute. That's that's cute for you guys. I do 500 a month with drunk women yelling at me. So think about how hard I have it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I don't need to take a trip to memory land. 500 is, it, it does feel um, like some sort of achievement, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's a perfect send off before we take a little break for uh, them jeans nuptials uh, that are happening in the beautiful country of Italy. Um, you guys might know them for their pasta. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have to take a we have to take a break because Jason, it's mandated by Jason's uh, future wife. Um, so this should tide you over, though, right? Wouldn't you think, Jason? Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna get all my yayas out on the, on the Tuscan countryside. It is, I mean, you know, we we've been working really hard at this podcast for the last 500 episodes, so. You know, at, at certain points, you do need to take a break or else it'll really actually start affecting the quality of the work. And we don't want to get into that level where you're just kind of like mentally yeah. not there and phoning it in. Don't, so we <laughs> do have to stay fresh, but we also do have to have uh, we have to experience life, real life. And, you know, so we can have real life things to talk about. Yeah, that's no, that's true. I experienced real life last night at a new New York hotspot called Raf's. Wait, wait, it's called Rats, like the animal? No, Raf, R-A-F apostrophe S. It's on Elizabeth Street next to Tom and Jerry's. Got it. Very, very uh, sexy old school branding. But I wanted to talk about a dish I had there because I've never thought about this food in a way that would transport me. But I had some cabbage last night, Jason, that okay. sent me over the moon. And I didn't know cabbage could taste like that. And I, I'm not even, I'm not, I don't have the preparation in front of me. It did have some sort of nut for crunch. It had been braised, you know, maybe in a hearth. Yeah, I was going to ask this. I had a feeling it was going to be braised. And I like that you pulled out the H word. That's cute. Um, what, I mean, cabbage notoriously will take on the flavor of whatever it's, you know, laying in the hearth with. Okay. Okay. It's like tofu. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, mm-hmm. what, 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 do you know any of the flavors that it was dancing with? Or is this just, you blacked out, have no idea what Raph was doing to you? I mean, I blacked out a little bit, but I think that it, I don't, it had like a, hold on. You know what, Jason? I'm going to do for you. Beyond yummy. I need some adjectives. Okay, beyond. You look it up. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. From our hearth. Uh, Pull up the resi. Caraflex cabbage with lentils and walnut pesto. Oh, oh magnifique. Okay. What, what kind of cabbage did it say? This is a term I've never heard before. This could be made up. It's caraflex, which sounds like a multinational conglomerate. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, it doesn't. It's not giving delicious. It's not a mouthwatering uh, descriptor. <laughs> y'all, y'all make y'all make toothpaste. What y'all make over there? Y'all make toothpaste. You make notebook paper. Yeah, th- this uh, Procter and Gamble Farms cabbage, <laughs> lightly <laughs> braised in uh, in essence Gamble. of pastrami. I like Procter and Gamble Farms. That's good. Okay, so this was so this was a yummy cabbage. It was it, this wasn't a cabbage that you could eat as a main dish, right? This was just an appetizer. No, it it, it accompanied it accompanied a uh, fish, um, but the pasta was great, and the uh, they they double as a bakery, so the bread basket was absolutely over the moon. I, I don't want to gush too much, but it was good. Uh, actually, um, was, I want to I want to talk to Ann. I want to talk to Andy about this a little bit because I, I I heard him mention it, um, you know, a, a sort of a yes and or a no and uh, as it pertains to the rise of bread baskets that are 
that are not complimentary you know like the 18 dollar bread basket us in the in the industry jason we don't call it a bread basket we call it a bread service so i would just kind of just for you to know learn something new every day thanks buster <laughs> uh how is your packing going are you ready are your suits pressed are you mentally there like how, how is it feeling right now for you uh i have not packed yet the uh, no need to press the suits because they are still in the garment bag from the custom tailor so okay they they pressed i i do need to do at some point uh, a little kind of fashion show try on sesh kiki with my fiance where she yes or knows all of my looks um but i just haven't had time to do that yet so maybe okay. it'll probably happen maybe 45 minutes before we go to the airport maybe 2 a.m okay 245 <laughs> sure, a.m sure, session sure, we'll do that of course of course i'll live stream it to all my fans no no i think a live stream would be great i think instagram live suffered a, a slow death after covid but i think them jeans could bring it back much like he did the the suffering real oh yeah what i've done for the real community uh, i'm glad that i'm glad that you're feeling prepared when do you guys <laughs> leave? do you leave monday we leave uh, Sunday, 6 a.m. flight, uh, layover in New York, and then off to Rome. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm so unprepared. I'm so unprepared because I'm, I'm like, we're making all these podcasts. We're doing uh, like four this week, getting stuff banked for when we leave, and then taking on the impossible task of making my own DJ set <laughs> happen ahead of time. Yes, of course. Uh, is one of those fun, awesome ideas that sounded great in my head and now is proving to sort of be crumbling my psyche as a human being. Because uh, the pressure is, I mean, it really is just like all you have to do is make the world's perfect wedding DJ set, for, but for your personal wedding, and you also have to make sure to include songs that your girlfriend, yeah. uh, future wife, as well as all of your friends and family will all like and it's so much I'm, I'm putting way too much pressure you on myself could just look for carolyn just put in some like julian casablancas and the voids b-sides she'll be happy the rest of us we like <sighs> yeah, what but you I, like but we don't I mean, we don't give a shit i wish it were that easy but i don't want to hear julian casablancas and the voids okay well sometimes jason i want to hear three stroke songs and that's it well i hate to tell you this jason but you might be in for a doomed future because you know i i think marriage is about compromise so if you're not willing if you're not willing to put casablancas and the voids on we might be starting this thing off on the wrong Wrong foot something to think about don't you don't you try to school me on compromise chris you learned all of your compromise from me that's true not in the boardroom in the bedroom yeah of course yeah you taught me compromise play uh i think that i think that the the play look i Compies. what you could do now is maybe call it call an audible at the last minute send the file to someone and say look i just can't i can't do this anymore you get where the vibe is going finish this I, that, I don't think that's out of the question is all I'm saying. It'll stay between um, me, you, and the millions of people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I can't do that I, but because that's the, that's the weird, funny thing. And I actually have this as a note to talk to my therapist about it today, which for some reason I scheduled a therapy even though I don't have any time for it. We make time for mental health, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But it, it, it's one of those things where there are very few things in life where it has like this level of pressure and like you got to do a good job and usually it's um it's for like a work thing or a career thing or for a something thing uh going in relationships or whatever but this is the one thing where there's no i'm the only one who is going to suffer the consequences if that makes sense like there's nobody holding me accountable for this thing that also is only for me at the same time so it's like a unique level of pressure. I'm having a hard time explaining it exactly, but 
I'm I'm still working out the kinks. No, no, I think I understand. I think I I think I understand what you're saying. I mean, I think that something that I hope you've learned from me since I've learned compromise from you is delegation. And I think that's something you should talk to your therapist about, you know, because there oh, there is We all the, know the, delegation is a big issue for me, but I can't delegate in the DJ booth. That's just crazy, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm too much of a I, control freak. I can't delegate in the DJ booth the them jeans uh the them jeans story coming soon. I I, <laughs> I think it's no look I think it's going to I think it's going to be amazing. I, you'll obviously complete the task. You have a whole flight to tweak it. You'll have your headphones. Mm-hmm. You'll be ready to go. I am not that worried about it. This is the last thing you should be worried about. Um and I I know we all have faith in you the the how long gone family. We uplift you in this moment. We we're keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, I agree with all of that except you are not allowed to say we because you're not a member of the community but you are correct that okay, the, okay. the community does right. uplift me and thank you i wasn't i wasn't fishing for that uh that beautiful uh, vote of confidence but i like what i caught chris thank you no i we look we have faith tj might not get everything done on time but he gets it done and that's what's important you're a get it done kind of guy oh, always late but worth it wait yeah i get i get the job done it ain't going to be pretty buster we do have a guest today though which is is i feel like Today's guest is it, the timing has been just kind of it just happened to work out this way. I, w- I wish I could say that I engineered this completely to be episode five hundred, um, but I, I I can't take credit for that. We big man upstairs can take credit for that. Our fearless leader and one of our white whales for this podcast, Andy Cohen. You know him as the as the architect of the Bravo Network, all of your favorite programs. He's got his little grubby paws in. Um, he has a new book called The Daddy Diaries: The Year I Grew Up. That is in stores everywhere. He's got two kids now, so he can't party as much, but he's still chiefing. Um, hopefully, Andy remembers me from our night with John Mayer. He probably has blocked it out. Um, but thank you to um, longtime friend of the show, friend of Jason. I know me fry for setting this up mm-hmm. uh, and helping us uh, land this. And um, I actually watched the Vanderpump Rules uh, first part of the reunion. Um, I rewatched it today with Alex to kind of get ready for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that maybe you did this. Did, did you do the same? Or are you watching more of his hit show? Watch what happens live. Um, I did a little watch what happens live. I listened to watch what happens live while I was hiking. I also listened to him appear on a friend of the show, Bowen Yang's podcast, Las Colcheristas, which I actually do like. Uh, he, him and his co-host is really good. Actually. Um, Interesting. I'll let, I'll let you check that one out. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like the co-host. He's he's quick and funny, and he understands the assignment. I, I think, and he might like me more than Bowen seemed to like me. But that's a whole other potty. Um, <laughs> that's what it, that's what it comes down to. He likes me, so I like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he might like me more, so therefore he's the best. Um, no, I, there's a special level of sort of just mania to listen. Like I was on a hike alone. Yeah. Griffith Park listening to the podcast version of Watch What Happens Live, just shifting and sifting through episodes, trying to find any one where it was people who I had heard of because it's mostly just like people from the Bravo universe, people from all the Housewives franchises and Vanderpumps and Below Decks, and I don't know any of these people by name. So, you know, I listened to a Molly Shannon episode where she was a huge fan and she was good. I listened to the Top Chef one because Andy is also one of the original EPs of Top Chef, which is my zone. That's kind of what's interesting about Watch What Happens Live is that there's so many like 
not Molly Shannon, but there's several A-list celebrities that will come on and they like know everything. They know as yeah. much as he does. So it makes it, it, it kind of humanizes them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I'm glad that you were able to, t- to take in some Cohen content because I've read his two previous books um, because it's fascinating that he gets, I think he gets massages every night as well, you know, and he, he, he goes on the yacht with Barry Diller. You know, he's, yeah, he's living he's living a life that only we could dream of, Jason. That's not because he gets to hang out with Lala. Um it's you know, he he really he gets to do it he gets to do it all and he's and he's very rich. And you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot to you know, he's the king of all media. He's the king of all media. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not taking away anything from Howard Stern, but I think I think that's fair to say at this oh, point. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. Um yeah, I mean the the poor thing won't stop going, but and and nice enough to take the time to pot with us. So let's uh let's give Andy a little zoomy. And pop the pop the cork on this bottle of 500 episode champagne. Let's go. Hey, Jason. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you, and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance, located near you, maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash howlong and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash howlong. ZocDoc.com slash howlong. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. All right, Andy, thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. And I know, you know, look, I know it's 4.30 in the afternoon on a holiday weekend, and you should be in the chopper on the way to the Hamptons. So we appreciate you kind of taking the time. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it. That's exactly where I should be. 
I, I I agree. I'm sure you do you not have big plans for this holiday weekend. I have a paid appearance in California tomorrow. <laughs> so it's oh, wow. It was interesting enough to make me delay going to the beach with my family until Sunday morning when I returned from California. And when you say interesting, I assume. Yeah, when you say interesting enough, (laughs) (laughs) you mean that it's like a really fun thing to do or like an interesting subject or or the amount of zeros were interesting. The latter. Okay, that's that's okay. That's kind of what. I would I would probably leave my family for a lot less than you would, um, but I, I we all have a number. Daddy's got to keep the roof over the head. Exactly. I got to keep it going. Yeah. Okay. If yeah, if you don't if you don't do it, who will? Is it at least in a nice part of California, or is it just L.A.? No, it is in the wine country. Oh, oh he's oh you oh is it is it the is it the I, I don't want to blow up your spot. Is it the Bottle Rock Festival in beautiful Napa? It's nothing you've heard of. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Okay. All right. Is it just like a rich guy's birthday party? (laughs) Andy's doing a tight ten minutes coming out of a cake. You're in the ball. You're in the ballpark. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. We don't. We won't probe anymore. Are you? Are you a big wine drinker, Andy? No, not really. I know my way around a rosé, but um, (laughs) Uh I'm not a huge wine drinker. I don't love the bloat. Mm. Red wine, it'll wake me up in the middle of the night. I'll be dried out, hungover, so not huge. Spicy, skinny, more so. What do you mean, wake you up in the middle of the night? You you mean that it just something triggers and you just can't sleep the night if you had red wine? Yes, yeah, something in the red wine. I, I don't know. It makes me... I'll crash mm. hard and then I'll wake up a few hours later. Oh, I don't like, like that at all. I don't like that at all. I didn't, no, I don't either. I didn't realize. I've never heard that feedback before. Isn't it great that marijuana gives you no hangover still after all the years? It keeps getting stronger and the, and the hangover never comes. <laughs> yes, sir. So I was listening to a podcast where you're mentioning that you're a uh, 10 milligram sativa chiba chewer, chiba chewer, which is kind of like a vintage edible leading me to to know that you're kind of you've been in this game for a long time has the tolerance level increased or decreased are you still just taking 10 and that's it the incredible thing is this is why i'm such an advocate for for knowing your dose of edible and if you find something that gets you off in the in a great way just sticking with it uh-huh. you always always know the high that you're going to be mm. and i've i've really gotten into sativa tincture recently and i take exactly the dose that i know exactly how i'm going to feel and it's great and it's not too overwhelming and so yeah no it has not yeah i think over the years i probably used to get higher off of the chiba than i do <laughs> now but it's still a good ride. I didn't realize it was such a vintage brand. Well, I just remember like there's so many crazy new brands and there's a new edible company out every every day, especially here in LA. But I remember Chiba being like the first edible I ever saw at like a medical marijuana dispensary however many years ago. Got it. I, I also enjoy weed all the time and I, I have my edibles right here. Um, this one is called Marion Berry. It's a brand called Wild. I'm just saying that so they'll send me more free ones, of course. But <laughs> do you ever have a time when you're on like vacation or you know you got some time off and you get like super extra high? Sure, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, sure. Because there's like the work mode high, and then there's a you know John Mayer time high, maybe. Yeah, I mean you know it. Now that there are children in the picture, you know you. I just have to choose my moments 
more wisely. No, that's, that's why I don't have. That's kids. called good. That's called good parenting. Jason doesn't know how to choose his moments wisely. It's kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of a problem. <laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah, it's so. In other words, if they're not if they're not around and I'm somewhere safe, then somewhere safe. I like that. Okay, if you're if you're somewhere <laughs> safe, if you're in a very nice hotel room somewhere, you feel comfortable. You're able to relax. No, I mean it's you can't be high if you feel like you're in danger. You need the set and setting to be comfortable so you can really enjoy that time. No, but, that's true. Uh, somebody who's as busy as you and you also have two kids now how many minutes a day do you spend alone wow um and i said minutes not hours yeah i mean maybe there's 60 at the end of the night wow that's honestly that's okay. crazy because jason and i both jason and i are both power virgos and we need a lot of alone time um and i i don't know if i could deal with 60 minutes a day but i guess you've worked up to that you know yeah yeah you build up the tolerance yeah. i don't i'm not ready to do that yet but I've, fa- I've found that once i get the alone time i only need like two hours of it and then i'm done i got it out of my system it doesn't really take that much it's like I, you know jack off in a hotel and then half an hour later like okay we're ready for the world you know what i mean yeah jason yeah, jason jerks off for five minutes he watches three hours of diners drive-ins and dives and then he's kind of good to go for a while you know he's right. kind of good to go for right a while. now i'm watching top chef top chef chris come on uh, oh i'm sorry i'm sorry I, was, I gotta stay on brand i gotta stay on brand i apologize yeah. i apologize well yeah. chris, chris is a big member of the bravo universe he watches a lot of the the shows that you produce you know and, and i'm not so much on that side but i'm a big top chef person so we're kind of coming at you from two different two different angles so but chris is definitely more well-versed great fun it's kind of an eiffel tower of all of your productions you know (laughs) yeah yeah just a light a light eiffel tower i've read the books andy (laughs) and the thing that i remember the most from the books is your love of massage and that is something that i also i don't i unfortunately am sober so i don't partake in marijuana but i do love massage and i feel like you spend a lot of time on the table, as they say in the business. <laughs> I did before I had the kids. I have a new book out, which is what yes, I'm yes. here to talk about, <laughs> as well as anything else you want to talk about. But you say you've read my books. Did you read my new book? I've got the new book, but they sent me a PDF yesterday. So you got to give me a little time, Andy. Come on, I'm not. Okay. I'm not like. Okay. I'm not flying through scripts like you. What do you want me to do? You okay. know. Uh, right. the, but okay. you're you're saying you spend less time on the table now because you have some responsibilities. Exactly. Yes. I just don't have the time anymore. Do you think your body is is rejecting that, or do you feel okay? I feel okay, but I think my body's rejecting. <laughs> also, it's also rejecting it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Concurrently, sometimes Chris will say he loves the world of masseuse and and chiropractory and all those things so much that he might want to see what it's like on the other end and maybe get certified as a a personal body work master or something like that have you ever thought about Mm -hmm. crossing the picket line and and giving instead of receiving me yeah (laughs) (laughs) are the are the masseurs on strike (laughs) no no No, i'm just saying like have you ever been like i'm I'm getting a massage what picket line am i crossing (laughs) i guess i should say what if a a reversal of roles to where you're like you know what i love the art of massage so much i'd like to try my hand in it you know like how my girlfriend did during covid with ceramics right 
I would like to dip into massaging hot people. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I okay, might be depends more on, on that the page than I realize now that you say that. But yeah, I watch a lot of these videos on YouTube and on Instagram of like body work and chiropractic. And, and Pornhub. No, no, no. Don't do that. It's not. No, this is G-rated. This is about healing the body, Andy. This is about healing the body. Oh, okay. I, cons I consider myself to be an athlete, so I need to kind of... I, I look at a lot of recovery stuff to kind of make sure I'm tuned up and... I just see the healing they do and the power that they have. And it honestly, it gets me hard. I, I, I want to help people. Wow. I know. Yeah, Andy can't relate. I'm not a nice guy. Like, I don't really help people. That's not my thing. But for some reason, when I see this, I feel like I want to kind of dip my toe in and become more of a healer. Um, I don't have that interest. You just want to be healed? <laughs> yeah. I'm a really good. Not only that, I, I have a mis, I have this guy Adam Cook has been giving me massages for like at least ten years. He was giving me. He's so good. Once he was giving me a massage, and I said, "God," I said, "Aren't I a great person to give a massage to because I enjoy it so much?" And I and he said, "You're the only person I've ever given a massage to who compliments their own ability to get a massage." Yeah, that's that's a that yeah that might be a bridge too you're, far. You're, you're a master of receiving massage, but yes, yeah. Sometimes I feel bad because I'm really tall, like I'm, I'm six nine. So when I'm getting a massage, I almost feel like I have to tip extra because just a square footage issue. You know what I mean? So right, right. You right. know, like they charge more money to wash a van at the car wash than, than a Honda civic. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you're a 15 passenger in this, in this, well, in this case, let's, let's go back to the book really quick. Um, you've written so many books, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and, and you've even developed your own publishing house because of that. I was wondering how you came up with the name of, of your publishing house. Andy Cohen books. That's right. Um, yeah, just kind of was right there. Uh, you want to keep it straight ahead. You don't want to confuse people. You want to keep this thing kind of straight ahead. Was did the name strike you, Jason, as something that was curious to you? There was there was such a uh, an elegant, I guess, aerodynamicness of the name to where it's like I'm. This this train is moving so fast. Like you you have a publishing company now. What's it called? Andy Cohen Books. Next question. You know, like right. You know, I, and I like that the way you're just speeding through life. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have time to ponder such things. Well, I wanted to come up with a name that would make people think <laughs> and reflect. Sure. It was. It's a kind of a multi-layered experience, and we need to kind of ruminate on it more before we get it. It's it's a it's a distillation. And an economy of words, yeah, the likes on which we've never seen before. It's true. But writing writing books is is hard. I would say it's one of the more challenging things that a human being could do. We both have a lot of friends that do that, obviously. But do you find it just a different challenge than than television and, and that kind of stuff, or is it something you like are truly passionate about? Um, I am both. I'm passionate about it, and it is a different challenge, and it's very personal, and it's very you can do it alone, much like masturbation. Mm. <laughs> you can sure, do it alone sure. and it's very personal and it <laughs> brings me great pleasure and it challenges me and it challenges my brain. And um, this is good. I like sharing it with others. Okay. Okay. That's, I, I understand where you're going with that. No, I the, think the it advance is. is smaller for jacking off, though. Yeah. Um, but, but your, your style is, has big, has become the kind of diary entry style. And when I heard you describing, how you do it, it, it was sort of like 
it made writing a book sound approachable, more approachable. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, listen, it's not Tolstoy, <laughs> but it is. Um, it is fun and funny and escapist and uh, a bit vulnerable. And I think for any parent, it is relatable. Uh, and it's also, I think, if you're interested in anything relating to Bravo, I certainly pull the curtain mm-hmm. away from it. And in a more conceptual way, I would say yeah. it is very much about what pop culture was in the year 2022, because it's kind of a front row seat for what's happening in pop culture. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 diary style of writing a book is, you know, I'm not saying that that's like a you know, the opposite of Tolstoy. There's a lot of other books that have that same style that are, you know, but I am <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I'm I not, am. you don't need to say it. I can... <laughs> that book, my, my struggle by, by Nosgaard. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a, a diary of this guy's life for, for years and years. And if your life is that inter- interesting enough, even just the minutia of these little things, there's just something about writing that in the form of text versus telling somebody a story where you can just change it. I, I, I've been trying, after I, I heard about your book and heard that you were coming on the show, I've been trying to do that in my own life. Just like, How's it going? It's going well. So far, it's just like a group chat that I'll text my friends of like, hey, my dog bit me today or this thing happened and be like, <laughs> how do you take this regular thing that happened to me and only me and make, you know, make somebody get enjoyment out of that for like five minutes and do that. This is just a big, my, my, my current book is just, it's like a group chat with my friends. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Jason did send me a picture of his bloody hand this morning from a dog bite. And I'm, I'm worried about him, Andy. I don't know if he's got his shots, the dog and Jason. Like, I don't know who's, who's good. <laughs> well, you know, the issue you can't see, but my, my girlfriend is kind of, she's not as tan as she thinks she is. And she got the POC band-aids and it's a little <laughs> too dark for me. So it has been an issue this morning, but it's like a funny little thing. It's like a Larry David moment. But if I were writing a book, I would include that and it'd be a, a, an enjoyable page to read. Yes, that would be a cute story. It would be a cute now, story. Are there band-aids that are specific to people of color? Yeah, there's there's yeah. band-aids now. You know, you know, like when you're picking out an emoji and it'll show you a scale of like different shades. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, wow. From light I to did dark. not know that. Yeah, you can do that with band-aids now. Which is which is amazing. Did not. I think Andy Andy's more wow. of a peanuts band aid guy. Probably kind of likes to keep it light and fun. But it's good to know. I do well because of my kids. You know, do the kids get along? They do. I mean, there's not much that the one year old can do about anything. But yes, I feel like <laughs> I feel like one year olds though can make it known if they're not happy. I think that's part of being at that age. You know. Yes. Well, she's figured out how to push him away. It, it, so you mean he's. Like he's just, trying to spend time with her and she's like, bro, like leave physical. me alone. Well, he's trying to get in her face and mess with her. And she's like, no, bitch. Move. Get in her face and mess with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that the, yeah, I mean, my, my sister had twins a couple years ago. And at first I'm not a big kids guy. Um, and, uh, they were like afraid of me. You know, like they didn't know what to do with me. Right. And I don't live there, so I'm not. I'm not like around. Well, they were probably reading your energy, what you were putting out there. Well, I was nervous too. He was serving cunt. Well, yeah, clearly, <laughs> we're. Yeah, you were scaring them, scaring the hose. Oh, I was okay. So I was scared. I think I was scaring the hose by just being a man. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 
a dirty man. <laughs> you need to change your disposition. Also, I've noticed that when you're when you're like a tall, large man and you're kind of bending down towards a small child on the ground, it's very like holy shit kind of moment for them, you know. So maybe get down on the floor level. Why is the child on the ground? Well, I mean, I'm. <laughs> Well, we're all on the ground from gravity. I'm saying this kid's one foot tall and Chris is six four or whatever. So you just see this big hand of God coming down to touch you, and you're like, ah, you know. No, that's. I'm only assuming. <laughs> but they don't, don't bring gravity into it. But what I'm saying is they've come they've come around now, and when they see Uncle Chris, they light up like a fucking Christmas tree. And now I understand. Now I'm kind of like, oh, oh, I get this now. There is this is like fun, and they're cool, and I can hopefully mold them into being. Um, either musicians or actors, if I'm involved in their life enough, you know, I want to kind of. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, that would be great. So now that they like you, you like them. Exactly. Exactly. It's like all my relationships. Once someone <laughs> likes me, I like them back. What are you trying to impart on Ben and Lucy, though, Andy? Like, what are you trying to? Are you trying to let them choose anything, or are you trying to kind of, you know, like give them some head starts taste wise? Yeah, I, I don't allow. A baby shark in my house. It's okay. pretty much all Grateful Dead. Um, <laughs> so, so just light, light child abuse, but nothing too crazy. Okay, I got it. I got yeah, it. I mean, it's it's to me. I'm clearly on his schedule. Yeah, he's waking me up at the crack of dawn, and so is she. Mm -hmm. So I'm on your schedule. You're gonna listen to my music. I see. It's a trade off. It's a trade off. Like you're gonna. Yes. Okay. I have to get something out of this. No, I, yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Are you a Spotify or an Apple guy, Andy? I'm a Spotify guy, but really, more than anything, I'm a serious XM guy. Okay, which all I right, listen all right. to. Okay, all right. Well, I am. I'm sorry. I have two channels on Sirius, but also I. So, really, what I mainly listen to are either my music channel or uh, the Grateful Dead channel. It's pretty boring. Then they never let you down. Yeah, neither let me down ever. What a crazy thought to just be like, I'm just going to put on me radio and it's <laughs> yeah, me yeah. talking to myself, playing myself songs that I have liked and picked up for myself that I've in chosen. The past. Well, the funny it's called Andy's Kiki Lounge and I we <laughs> I played it all summer long last summer. Mostly outlaw country stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, listen. I, I I don't mind some out. There's actually I have some Johnny Cash in the Kiki Lounge. Okay. Uh, I have some Loretta Lynn. That's an amazing sentence that you just uttered. We've got some Johnny Cash in the Kiki Lounge. The first time that's ever been said. It's not the first time. It's not the first time. Actually, I've definitely said it before. Anyway, so the two things I have to tell you are that it was on all last summer at the beach, and Ben was having a play date with some kid. My son's name is Ben, and he was having. And he turned to the kid and said, does your daddy have a Kiki Lounge? <laughs> oh, oh, so that, that is cool. I mean, kind of that douchey. is cool. And then also <laughs> we were listening and I keep jumping into the station saying like, I'm Andy and this is my Kiki Lounge or something like that. And he turned to me one day, he goes, are you Andy Cohen? No way. I go, yeah. And he goes, and so then he started calling me that as a joke because he could see that I thought it was funny. That's really good. Was, yeah, yeah. That's it was really, really funny. Anyway, he got it from the Kiki Lounge. What is yeah. okay? So what is program? What is programming the Kiki Lounge? What is that like for you? Do you just kind of like they offered me genre? Like how does it start? The head of Sirius knows how much I love music and how eclectic my 
taste is I'm as much of a Madonna fan as I am a deadhead or a Aretha Franklin fan. And so he said, you know, would you be interested in uh, programming your own music channel? And I said, for sure. And I just started, you know, basically, and I started first, I was going to program by day part. And really what I said, well, I said this neat, and I started working with the folks at Sirius who program music channels and they said, you need between, mm -hmm. you need between like 575 and 700 songs that will be kind of the backbone of your channel. And so I spent a lot of nights during COVID mm. high off my ass <laughs> picking out music. And it's a lot of, it's a, it's songs that I love or it's covers of famous songs from artists that, you know, like it's Dolly Parton singing stairway to heaven mm. or Jerry Garcia singing. Um, God, what is that Stevie wonder song? He sings. That's so good. Um, I was made to love her. Mm. Um, you know, so I had a great time and I got through and there are now there's over 700 songs. And then there's a different DJ set every night from a DJ that I love. So um, it's, it's fun. And I, I, I listen to it all the time and I, I pull songs out. I'll be listening and I'll be like, I'm kind of over this song. And I'll email the woman who runs wow. it at Sirius and say, take this off. Or I'll hear a song that I love and I'll put it in. So it's, Add this. I'm always tinkering with it. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're like the manager of the Knicks. You're like benching songs and starting new songs. I, <laughs> yeah. like, I like your stuff, kid. Get in there. It's like managing the housewives, but with a music channel. That sounds real. That sounds really fun. That sounds, that sounds I mean, really I was fun. I was gonna ask before you described all the process and how fun and and uh, enriching it is to your life. I was gonna ask, like, with all the other things you're doing in your life, is the serious check even wor that worth it that much uh, to pile another thing on? It is, <laughs> but let me say this: it wasn't when I. I started, which is the lesson, because I started because it was organic and fun. And then it grew into something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> okay, okay, Ben. Okay. Um bye, Ben. Sorry, my son <laughs> wanted to be on the podcast. Uh so <laughs> it, you know, it grew into something that then you know, mattered. And that's, by the way, that was the same story of Watch What Happens Live. Mm -hmm. That was the same story of me kind of doing Housewives reunions. I started doing all of these things because it sounded fun. Mm -hmm. And then they grew into something that became valuable. And so I think there's a lesson in that for someone. Do you, do you ever worry about the, the, the future generation of not really understanding the effect of of doing work for free as a means of one day having be, being able to renegotiate and cash that check in i do i think that the younger generation expects a lot and value i you know i think on some level the way that the younger generation values themselves has to be a good thing they have great confidence and they have great mm -hmm. you know um ability to speak up for themselves but on the other hand i think i wouldn't trade the way i came up for anything you know i i, I think that there's mm -hmm. also something to be said yeah. for you know really doing anything you can to get in the door of somewhere where you're desperate to work totally and you know doing it for free and supplementing that by waiting tables or whatever else and i think 
you know, there are some really disastrous mm-hmm. implications of the way people view themselves today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I would agree. I mean, I say all the time working retail was the best education. Like, I'm so glad I did that. Like waiting table. You have to learn to deal with people in this way that you can't. Every learn. job is an education. Yeah, every job is. And it also makes you appreciate the jobs that yeah. wind up being good jobs. And it also makes you appreciate having money and working for it and and the value of it and no i agree your value i think a lot of people are going to be upset when they realize that they're not going to be a millionaire from tiktok there's you know three <laughs> people a-, a year are going to do it not three million people a year right there's only so much room there's only so much room for success but i do think that the the major cause of all of this is definitely social media and the the main character thing that everyone has adopted for themselves and where that takes us is is still to be determined totally we have the privilege of having kind of one foot in and one foot out of those two worlds and we can kind of cherry pick how far into the world of social media we want to go into like we chris and i are not on tiktok at all are you on tiktok no sir i have an account which i had to do for a partnership i did with tiktok once Mm -hmm. and um <laughs> I haven't checked. TikTok it. actually, know, so TikTok actually, it's crazy. But if you, if they if they write you a check, they kind of make you have an account. I don't know. It's like it's a policy. Yeah, they I know have it's weird. There. But <laughs> I wanted the I wanted the check. So the best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language. The second best way. And that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language. And I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based. Don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash how long rules and restrictions may apply Babel. there's a runner towards the end of of the daddy diaries where there was this trend on tiktok at the end of the year last year where there was a prank going on where people were telling their parents yeah yeah that a famous person had died yeah. yes yes <laughs> and like videoing the parents reaction it was fucked up and people were sending me for weeks like Andy Cohen died videos <laughs> and I didn't, and I kept deleting them. I'm like, I don't want to see this. No, like that's... stop. And then I, and then one night, of course I was so bored over the holidays. I was like home with the kids and they were in bed. And I was like, well, let me see what this is about. And I got in a hole of watching people react to the news that I had died. And it was, <laughs> you know, on the one hand it was touching because some people cried and i was like that night but even the people that cried i mean they got over it pretty quick i mean they were like (laughs) they were really sad and then they're like oh god he has kids and and then they're like well 
Okay, well, you know, what else are we doing? Well, it's not Tom Cruise, but I mean, it I is know. still very sad. What else sad. we got? Yeah. What else we got? Yeah. Damn, that has to be, I mean, I could only imagine just like being high as a Georgia pine sitting on the toilet watching videos of people reacting to your death. Just beyond surreal. Yeah. I mean, I was off the toilet, so it was a little less surreal. <laughs> it's a, but, it, yeah. I, re, I remember, I remember <laughs> okay. that because yeah. that made like, that was true like front page headline. Like it was like a big story because I feel like wasn't it someone famous's child did it? To, I feel like there was one that really set over the edge. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I can't yes, remember who it was, right. but it was like a celebrity's child did it to them about a celebrity they were actually friends with. <laughs> And it really did not. Yeah, it someone did it about Michael B. Jordan. That's what it. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. It did not. It was like somebody who had been in movies with Michael B. Jordan. It did not go well. It did not end well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you're you're a classic New York guy. We. I live in L.A. Chris is kind of back and forth between New York and L.A. What are what are some of your favorite L.A. spots whenever you come into town? LAX. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look. So not not really a fan at all because it means I'm going home. I'm just kidding. It was too. It was too. <laughs> okay. So Andy loves the Delta was, One terminal. You up. He I loves the Delta up. One terminal. Yeah, right, right, right. Um. Well, Van Nuys. Hopefully. Uh, where do I love in LA? I mean, I'm not a big LA guy. So when you come to LA, do you rent a house? Or you do a hotel? I do a hotel. Usually, when I go, I go for very fast. I'm there to shoot a reunion. Mm-hmm. I go, I get there at night, I have dinner, I shoot all day the next day, I have a late dinner, and then I leave the next morning. I love going there. The times that I've been there, the time I was waiting for Ben to be born there, his surrogate was there, and I got to do Watch What Happens Live from there for like three weeks, and it was so fun because the shows were live Mm. at like seven or eight in LA, and then I could go have dinner and- It was so, and it was during the winter in New York. Mm-hmm. It was, if I could go there and work like Jam Fab March, that would be really fun. I would love it. But, um, I mean, I love the beach. I love any beach. So I would probably say, you know, Venice or Santa Monica or Malibu, anywhere around. I there. like that there's a handful of people I feel like that are in the, in the business that you're in that just decided they were going to do it in New York, even though. LA is the town to do it in and you just kind of held the line and make them come to you. And I really appreciate that. It wasn't even, but they did. I mean, I, you know, I worked in news for 10 years yeah. and you know, all the, all the news that's here, you know, that's here. They were all in New York. And then, um, you know, the cable channels really were mainly in New York for a time. I think, you know, MTV, VH1. Yeah, that's true. No, you're that's right. A, they, they had a big, they had a big presence in New York, at least, I think. What I like about New York is just dissolving into the yeah. ether. And I like, I just like being able to walk the streets or get in the subway and what you're just, you're one of, of, of 10 million or whatever it is. I, there's something about LA that makes me feel exposed, even if I'm just, I don't, I don't know. There's and self-conscious. I feel like being in the entertainment business in LA, you're kind of always keeping stock of where you where you fit in in the ecosystem mm-hmm. and where other people are. And oh, I didn't get invited to that. And mm-hmm. I think it. I, I I used to worry that if I moved to LA, I would become like a meth addict or something and become <laughs> sure holed up in my home. It's a great town to do that. I don't have any real kind of negative feeling about LA. Sure, sure. It's just not home. It's not home. Yeah. 
I love going there. I love going there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's it's a great place to go for a couple of days, especially if it's winter. That there's in, in New York, there's no there's nothing better than getting off the plane and being like, winter doesn't exist here. This is really something else. Right. It's just so stupid to me that every time I go to L.A. and I've been going to L.A. since 1990, mm-hmm. uh, the, that my driver and the person who checks me in at the hotel tries to make a crack about the weather in New York. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care about the, I don't think about the weather in New York. I don't watch the weather in New York. <laughs> it would take so, if it snows here, I love it. I love it when it snows here. So like, it's amazing to me that that's still a thing. I'm like, are we, is there ever going to be a time the makeup artist comes in? Oh, I bet you're glad <laughs> but with this weather. I'm like, <laughs> I don't. I have a little skin cancer. I can't sit in the sun. I'm fine. Okay, you're happy, and you want these losers to leave you alone. I get it. I mean, just about the weather. It's not a good joke. Just about the weather. I'm happy that you have nice weather every day. I don't know what to say. I don't know what you want. (laughs) Well, it's it's they. they, Isn't it good? Because it's so culturally void, they have to talk about weather. That's the reality. That there's no other subject. I guess so. I I don't. That's all we've got, really. Yeah. Right. You were talking about dissolving into New York, which I agree. I think that's why. lot of people choose to live here is because you're part of the mass but i i don't know if you remember this but i sat next to you at the john mayer show with nomi and the amount of people that were willing to like approach you and step over me to like say something to you or whatever like during the show right i'd never seen anything anything like it before and i feel like that doesn't happen in new york in the same way that it does other places but you handled it like a pro but i can't i just i found that to be it was kind of jarring honestly yeah i think i think it happens more it doesn't happen on the street like that mainly if i'm in yeah, my neighborhood yeah 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 i think yeah. it would happen more at a concert and also at his his concert people know that we're friends so yeah of course people are especially kind of aggressive i I was just like damn these these hot white chicks are more excited about andy cohen than mayor on stage this is something (laughs) else this is something i've never seen it's a shame i'm not straight because i could (laughs) clean up i think (laughs) no i I, look you you really could i mean and i'm glad that you realize the power that you have that's important to know that and not exercise well i don't know if i realize the power i have i just think i could probably get laid a lot i mean so, but you don't, do you think that you are straight baiting ever? That is so good. Um, okay, let's dig into this. Am I straight uh-huh. baiting? Um, I think I would be straight baiting if I was, if I was letting these women think that they had a chance at fucking me, right? Wouldn't that be straight baiting? So? Well, kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you're doing it a little bit. I think you're doing it a little bit. You do. You think I'm straight baiting. I just think, you know, I just. Did you think I was straight baiting that night? Yeah, we'll talk about that off mic. But yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I realized you weren't. <laughs> then I realized you talk weren't. Talk about it on mic. I just. <laughs> let's let's give it all to the I, listener. There, was a, you, well, it, there was a gentleman there with us, you know, that was with you as a guest. And I wasn't sure if he was straight or gay. Well. But then I realized as the night went on that he was, in fact, gay. No, he was not. Oh, <laughs> okay, then he, then he, then he was straight mating. <laughs> well, maybe he was somewhere in between. Uh, 
Okay. Okay. So yeah, because I was trying to figure, I was trying to figure it out, you know, just, just casually observing. And then as the night goes on, when we're at the after party, I'm like, okay, I got confirmation now. So may- maybe, I know maybe what on. Andy is saying is when the bait is that good, everyone wants a bite. <laughs> is that what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm putting the, I'm putting the bait in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. There's such a good backstory to that guy, but I can't tell it, unfortunately. But I, sure. Andy, I could tell there was a great backstory with that guy just from looking at yeah. him because there was, I did see the confusion. I saw the confusion. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I felt like he was like. As the night went on, he became less confused. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, sure. I can, I can only imagine. But I was just like, I was like, I literally was like, no, me, what's up? Is this like, who's this? She's like, I don't know. You know, I'm like, all right, well, we're just going to, let's just watch it unfold. But let's talk about the straight baiting. I'm trying to think about a way. Because I have said, and I do talk in the book about there's a woman who comes to my show with mm-hmm. her husband, and she is attempting to have a three-way with me. Okay. And Well, hold on, Andy. Hold on, hold on. Are you, are you a gold star, Andy, or no? I am, but this is the thing. This is a this has been something that's come up in my books because in my in my second diary book called Superficial, More Adventures from the Andy Cohen Diaries. Um, out now on Andy Cohen books. <laughs> yes, there is a there is there was a situation that happened in Boston where a couple presented themselves to me and wanted to hang out with me. I, I'm I'm making it. I'm I'm cutting to the chase. <laughs> but I literally and weirdly, I had a two night gig in Boston that book tour, and um, I texted everyone I knew the next day and said, "Oh my god, I'm going to lose my virginity tonight! Like <laughs> this is going to happen." And I was so excited, and I do want it to happen, and I do think the only way that it could happen would be that if I had a, a fella there helping me along or sure. providing, you know, attaboys and motivation <laughs> for me. Okay. And so I did. <laughs> so the answer is it attaboys. is something that I'm interested it's not off in. The table. It's not off the table. It's not off the table. But here is what is the question since uh, Jason's brought it up. So is that straight baiting by me saying that I want to lose my virginity? Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. Well, it, it well, it's, it's only straight baiting if you're saying. But what if I mean it? No, if you mean it, then it's not straight baiting. If if you if you're saying it, it would be it would be it, it would be straight baiting if I was being performative, right? Well, Andy, well, Andy, the question is: Do you think you could really pull the trigger if confronted? Like, do you really think you could do it? Yeah. Or have you created too many, like, as long as this, 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 and this, and this yeah. happened, then I could yeah. do it? At a certain point, does it become I was ready impossible to, ride to ever reach the vibe. that? Yeah. Okay. I was ready to ride the The situation was ride so penthouse forum, if you get that re- <laughs> yeah, reference. Sure. We're old yeah. enough. Are you too young for that? Okay. <laughs> no, we're old enough. Um, it was very penthouse forum, and it was very... But what happened is that when we actually sat down... When we sat down for drinks at the cozy hotel lobby with the fire going mm-hmm. after I had made an appearance for my book, and the 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 woman was like a big fan of mine and she was so nice, but she was such a fan that she was like really freaked out to be sitting there with me and I was like You can't do it. You can't do that. I don't feel like this is gonna- It's hard to ride that vibe. I, I'm sure you abide by the the age old law of you you can't fuck the fans. You know what I mean? It's a, it's an age old Well 
I think it's different in the gay community, Chris. It is different in the gay community. It's different in the gay community. I mean, I'm I'm only assuming. Well, I actually this this leads me to a question. That I don't know if anyone's ever asked you. What what's your type of women that you're sexually attracted to? Then? Exactly. That was exactly where my head was if going. There's a, if there's a couple male female out there, what's it going to take to get the ball over the line for you? Minka Kelly. Okay. Minka Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Minka Kelly is bad, and, and she's yeah she looks good. Okay. That's a pretty. I mean. The thing is that you could have your pick. You're not having to kind of you ain't having to go where Jason and I had to go in our lives. You start at the top. You know what I mean? So it's a different it's a different case. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, I just I just I think there's a I think there are plenty of women that would be like, all right, Andy is good looking. He's successful. And also, this is going to be the greatest story I could ever tell anyone that I took his virginity. I mean, come on. Right. That's a plus. Yeah, she would get a book deal bigger than you. I mean, Andy Cohen books. (laughs) Why can't I do that reality show for Peacock? Like taking Andy's chair, taking Andy's Andy's virginity. This is it. This because 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 Peacock. Andy's first pussy. (laughs) Yeah, live on Peacock. Stream Andy's first pussy on Peacock. (laughs) But you need Derek Jeter there, being like, "All right, here's where it goes in. (laughs) Same kind of vibe. It'll be a little different." Yo, it's totally cool. Hayden Christensen was just like in the room, but like he didn't do anything. Like he was just there. No, they would have to be a participant. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, okay. Yeah, of course. They of can't, course. they can't just sit in the chair and kind of like it. By the way, I did wind up messing around with that couple twice. Oh. Wait a second. Okay. But what, what do you mean? But there was no penetration. Correct. Was the husband or, or male? Mm. Like, is he bisexual? Or is he like for Andy? I'll do it. The latter. <laughs> Damn. How how what a what an ego boost that must be. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That's power, right? I don't there. do this, but for you, let's let's do it. That's he he's an ultimate wife guy. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate. He loves his wife so much. <laughs> I love my wife so much. Little Jack Andy that I Cohen suck Andy Cohen's dick Just to make in her Boston. happy. <laughs> Damn. That's so good. That's I mean, look, if that that's what it's a beautiful thing. That's what writing books is for, Andy. And I know that you you have an end game. That's what writing books is for. Yes. Andy, do you think there's ever gonna be an adaptation of these diaries into like a and in, in just like that style scenario? Well, you know that we did uh the Andy Cohen diaries for Quibi, of course, the animated series. <laughs> we missed that, Andy. Uh, it, was, it was so it was so <laughs> quick. It was I didn't... And you almost got that out of your mouth without <laughs> laughing, but yeah, I, I we did I had not a big miss that, smile on my face. I didn't see that. Sorry, uh, sorry we didn't and catch that. So yeah, sorry you didn't catch it. It was super cute. Um uh-huh. yeah, that was kind of I, I don't know, nobody's knocking on my door. I developed a really cute pilot of my first book which was my memoir called most talkative for nbc this year and it's kind of a it was kind of a wonder years type vibe Mm. following 13 year old me in st louis Mm -hmm. closeted gay kid heavily influenced by drama and soap operas with like two girls in my junior high class and you know in st louis who were like my kind of real housewives at the time who were um running my world and i was in all sorts of drama and stuff but um they didn't pick it up mm. <laughs> damn i you know that makes me feel good because as jason and i dip our toes in the tv pool the fact that you don't get something picked up makes me feel good i was like you know i was like you're not even gonna make a pilot out of it like they <laughs> they ordered the outline and then they ordered the pilot like, script 
And I thought, you know what? Look, I have a deep relationship with this company. They, they <laughs> I seem to be someone that they pay attention to at the company. And, you know, I have a clear track record of success <laughs> in the television yeah. world. Certainly they're going to make a pilot. And I, and by the way, <laughs> that was all I really wanted just because I thought it would get, <laughs> I would get such a kick out of it. I thought the script was so cute. Yeah. Um, and by the way, my parents who are characters in it my dad i was i sent the script to them they barely responded my dad's i go well, what did you think he goes yeah i i rent i went through the script i'm like well that sounds like you're going through a contract looking for something you know he goes no i go well what did you think of it you're like i'm sorry yeah, he goes, i said what did you think of it he said well i mean you know it was really long I go, well, it's a half hour comedy. What? <laughs> my so maybe my parents he won't, knew something. He won't, he won't, your dad, your your dad was a quibby guy. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah. You know, Quick your dad bites. was a quibby guy. I, I like the idea that you called your dad and you're like, they're gonna make a TV show about my life when you were raising me. And he's like, We're gonna pass. But thank you for <laughs> sending it over. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. I love <laughs> the funny thing is I thought of the funniest prank. <laughs> that I was going to play. I love playing pranks with my parents to on my parents. Okay. And I was going to prank them and tell them that they had passed the show. I was going to do a zoom with my family and I was going to have Jason Blum, who was going to, who's the, yeah. his production company produced the show. I was going to have him take him through casting and I was going to have him have my dad and everyone on my dad's side of the family be like, these really conventionally beautiful people and then cast like really like character actors for my mom's side and be like, That's okay, well, here's just going to play. Lou. That's like, good. Here's you, Evelyn. And my mom would, I, I just was so excited to do this. And then it just didn't happen. So you're like, so we're for dad, we're thinking Clooney for the dad and maybe for the mom. <laughs> it was going to be John Ham. John It was going to be John Ham, And I don't want to tell you who my mom was going to be. Yeah, that's course, not as course, nice. No, it's not as nice. We, we're imagining who who the opposite of a John Ham in a female situation would be. Yeah. Are you are you and John Ham friendly in real life, Andy? You know what? We've gotten to be. Um, he's from St. Louis and I'm from St. Louis. I was about to say. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we have we've gotten to be buddies. We had we he's been on my show and I run into him places, but we uh, we had dinner a few weeks ago and he's really gotten into Bravo recently. So um, we talked a lot of St. Louis talk and a lot of Bravo talk. Yeah, I was explaining to Jason that the the beauty of Watch What Happens Live is like these you know these celebrities like know more about it than you do sometimes, and it's like a little bit like I know it's 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 the great equalizer. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like it really touches everyone. Yeah. Um, and John Hamm, I wasn't expecting. Well, you're you're in the eye of the storm. I'm in the eye of the Bravo storm. <laughs> yes. No, and Andy's in the eye of the Bravo storm. So then. You know, uh, a Molly Shannon can come in from an outside perspective and have more thoughts than you have. Well, or have thoughts that, excuse my yawn, I am a yawner. I'm not yawning because I'm bored. Uh-huh. Uh, no problem. <laughs> I Truly, I am I'm a yawner. I've yawned in the worst moment. I've yawned on my show, and my guests will be like, are you bored? Am I boring you? You're like, yes, like, this, no, is, this is real house. <laughs> This is Real Housewives of Potomac. I am fucking bored. Leave me alone. Uh, there's nothing boring about the Housewives of Potomac <laughs> with all due. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. With all due. 
With all due. I, I think that the, I feel like the yawning thing, you're saying, it, is it something that's gone on forever and you just can't control it? Yeah, I was once in a pitch. Charlize Theron was once pitching me a show and I let, I ripped out the biggest yawn and she was like, <laughs> bro, come on. She goes, do you know how it's, she said, I can't think of a time where a man has yawned in my face. It was like, <laughs> like 12, it was like 12 years ago. She's so like, now funny. I know you're good. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think gone are the days where a yawn means I'm bored with something. You know what I yes. mean? I think that's an antiquated situation. I think you're right. As, as we kind of continue down the path of inclusivity with, with gender and race and sexuality, is there ever going to be a real house people of, of New York or, or any other city like that? Are you going to, you know, you've talked about how that phrase, a housewife is kind of antiquated at this point. Are you ever going to change that? I mean, it was antiquated when we started the show and that was our big wink to the audience. None of them were housewives, um, Mm -hmm. as people thought of them as, um, but, uh, you never know. I mean, I find men relatively boring, to watch in a group i yeah. i bet that is i bet if i checked your search history that would not be true but go ahead um well the men that i'm looking at are not boring until you orgasm then they become very boring sure sure <laughs> sure 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 so let's mm-hmm. be clear no no i i understand completely i understand completely. yeah i mean it is a good wink yeah at, at that term housewife right but i think that term also is it's like baked into our kind of our, our psyche a little bit you know i don't know if it's even negative or positive it's just something we all know i don't know if it's negative or the positive. way mailman is too chris e- exactly yeah. no you're right we have to change all of it and my mail person actually just delivered some great packages today so i'm feeling good but I- i'll work i'll do the work jason i'll do the work mail person <laughs> andy i was listening to you on uh martha stewart's podcast and you were talking about how you and anderson cooper kind of share the same uh like baby nanny like it would kind of go from like he would have a baby and then you would have a baby and go to your house and back and forth. Are there any other people who are kind of hap- hopping back and forth between you and Andy's, uh, Andy's and Anderson's Pieta Terra? Are you asking me if we fucked the same guy? Are you asking me if we fucked the same guys? Uh, yeah. And more words than less. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Are you a homie hopper with, with, with Cooper? <laughs> not by, not by, um design (laughs) i would say you know we're both gay men who've lived in new york city for over 30 years so i'm sure that there's some overlap there somewhere no i would i would i would be worried if there wasn't i would be worried if there wasn't to be honest i would too uh so while we're wrapping up um we're in the throes of this vanderpump rules reunion and i watched it today and andy there's too much yelling yes you know I'm getting a lot of flack because I yelled at Teresa Judice uh, on the Housewives mm. of Jersey promo for that reunion. They show me just losing my mind on her and people are like, how could you do that and whatever? And I'm like, why don't you try sitting, <laughs> listening to six women yell at each other for a sustained period of time and see how many hours in it takes you to crack? <laughs> I, I think because I, I feel like you've done so many of these. You you have patience. You know, you kind of I feel like you have to zen out and let these people do their thing. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're getting a little more they're getting a little more confident in a way that I don't like. I think they need to well, be knocked down a peg. Well, guess what? So am I. 
No, I know, I know. They're, so it's okay. They've met their match. I just it's mean- okay. I wouldn't used to, you know, I didn't used to yell. Yeah. I didn't used to, I would just, you know, be very calm. But, you know, I also think having kids, I, I think there's, mm. I'm bringing different, I think the way that I was talking to James at that Vanderpump Rules yeah. reunion was very, was. you know, emblematic of the way that I speak to Ben when he's, misbehaving if you act like a child i'll treat you like a child and now you know how to treat children yes a little bop on the nose yes not physically of course yeah i think that the yelling i mean obviously that's what people are there for but for some reason it seems it seems elevated it seems like more well they're not intense. i mean they're not necessarily there to yell they're there to confront all of the end of season issues and each sure, other sure sure and so um but yeah, look, you that Vanderpump reunion was, you know, that was the I think the biggest reckoning we've ever had at a reunion because sure, these people sure. all felt screwed over by their friends of many, 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 many years. So that that was a very serious moment for them to say what they're get it off they their felt. chest. So, I, and the other yeah. thing that I want to understand about something like that is like what do you see changes when these people start making money? Because the idea at the beginning is they're not really making any money, and that's part of the right. whole thing. They, they have a job. Sometimes, I mean, but the thing is with the housewives, they are already make they yeah, already yeah, have yeah. money by virtue of being on the show. So I think that there was a very clear shift in Vanderpump Rules where some of the where like four of the couples moved to the valley in these kind of yeah, 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 modern yeah. farmhouses <laughs> ugly ass were, houses in you studio know, city a couple million dollars a you know a, a couple million dollars to buy which is and they had lived in these low ceilinged cottage cheese ceilinged <laughs> apartments in west hollywood for the first eight seasons and suddenly yeah. and you know you can't be like oh the tips were good at sir last year i it's killed it in a they're on sure. a show and they're starting to make money but so i think in a situation like that yes because it's gone on it's gone on long enough so it kind of makes sense that's how most people's lives are your, your career gets better you make money you get yes. older it's, it it tracks yes speaking of the yelling uh as, as we're wrapping up how do we know you know you have to stay zen when you're on the show what what's a tell if i'm watching you that you are often edible versus coming into it sober like what are, what are things that you how will i know i don't i would never go on tv high or on an edible really um yeah i don't think i would be good on tv higher on an edible i i just think there's too much that i really have to do and i don't mm -hmm. just out of respect to bravo it's so weird because i do drink on the show yeah and i do equate drinking and being high and i can i know you know i i can be high uh, you know going i mean it's just yeah it's something that i've never mixed i just want to be as on top of my game as well drink drinking's part of the character on watch what happens live yeah, i mean that's part of the it show is. it's like part of the it experience is. there was a time where we did well, there was a time where we did watch what happens live we've done it in la uh, several times but there was one mm -hmm. one time we did it from the wiltern theater for a week and i asked the head of bravo i said i want to take a chibachu at the beginning of the show and say to everyone, I just took it, or I took it 20 minutes ago, so this is going to be the first show ever that you've seen someone, you know, mm -hmm. have the effects of it, whatever. 
And I, for many legal reasons, I couldn't do it. But um, it's like, but great you idea. Know, I wanted to do it. But if I ever did it, yeah. I would declare that I had done it, and not maybe a, maybe a four twenty episode moving forward every year. It'd be a fun little thing to no, explore. That's smart. Exactly. Let's yes. Get a safety net going. Yes. A nice holiday. Um, Andy, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. This is actually the five hundredth episode of How Long Gone. So we're we're celebrating we're celebrating with wow. you well, i'm so honored you. you're a milestone for us thank you well congratulations and i was sitting here the whole time trying to figure out if that was a fleetwood mac rumors poster behind jason but it is pet shop boys yeah shop a classic boys, right. well and you're yeah. jason you identify as straight that's right yeah i do i do but i like a lot of gay music but you have a pet shop boys poster in your pet shop boys next to my sauna <laughs> You want to talk about gay baiting? Wow! Yeah, you're and I'm the straight one. I got called a I got called a straggit yesterday, and you got the sauna and the pet shop voice. It's crazy. A straggit. So is that what that guy was that I was with at the concert? Is he a straggit? <laughs> That's what I would call him, Andy. I don't know. Maybe not to his face, but I would call him that right now with you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Hopefully, you see him again. Oh, I'll see him again. No, we're we're buddies. Oh, we're buddies. Okay, I did. did okay. Good to know. Well, I mean, yeah, we're pals. Sure, sure. Uh, all right, Andy, Andy Cohen, th- amigos, chums. Uh, Andy, thank you for joining us. The Daddy Diaries, uh, the year I grew up, by Andy Cohen, in stores everywhere. You can see him on Bravo literally every night of the fucking week. Um, Andy, we'll see you soon when we come back to guest bartend. Great. Um, I will be keeping my shirt on, but Jason might not, depending on what you're into. Yeah. Well, we got to bait some people somehow. Damn right. Have fun in wine country. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Have a good one. We appreciate Bye, you. Bye, Andy. Later. Thank you.